Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. It's Wednesday. It sure enough is. Happy Wednesday. So it's not Thursday yet. Hump day. It's not Thursday yet. We're not it's eating not turkey. Thursday yet. It's it's still camel day. But, but I will tell you that, that I bet the preparations have begun. Ooh. And if you're brining, you got to start brining today. Got to start brining Word today. Word to the wise. All right. Brine away. This is your public service <laughs> announcement. That's exactly right. We are in Psalm 65. I'm going out on a limb here. Okay. I remembered this Bibliotheca American literary version that we oh, I have got a used. new translation. Yeah, right. I have, and we haven't read that one yet. Have not read it. It's been on my shelf, and this is this was the one that was like a crowdfunded translation. And this wow. guy he put this together in this multi-volume set, and it's removing all the verse and chapter breaks. I hope I'm reading the right psalm because he didn't number them. I know. I, I had to watch you count 65 pages into this volume. So, <laughs> so I hope it's about Psalm 65. Yeah. So if you've got Bibliotheca's The Writings, this is on page 86. We are reading Psalm 65 in the American literary version. Here it is. For the chief musician, a psalm, a song of David. To you, silence is praise, O God in Zion, and unto you shall the vow be performed. O hearer of prayer, to you shall all flesh come. Iniquities prevail against me. As for our transgressions, you will forgive them. Blessed is the man whom you choose and cause to approach, that he may dwell in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, your holy temple. By fearsome things you will answer us in righteousness, O God of our salvation. You who are the confidence of all the ends of the earth and of those who are far off upon the sea, who by his strength sets fast the mountains, being girded about with might, who stills the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their billows, and the tumult of the peoples. And those who dwell in the uttermost parts are afraid at your signs. The outgoings of the morning and the evening you make to rejoice. You visit the earth and water it. You greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water. You provide them grain when you have so prepared the earth. You water its furrows abundantly. You settle its ridges. You make it soft with showers. You bless its springing up. You crown the year with your goodness and your paths drop fatness. They drop upon the pastures of the wilderness, and the hills are girded with joy. The pastures are clothed with flocks. The valleys also are covered over with grain. They shout for joy. They also sing. Well, hey, one of the first things I observe in that uh, translation, I'm going to have a hard time saying go back to this verse because yes, they're not numbered. <laughs> they are not. But uh, we were talking, was it yesterday in the program or two days ago in the program, just kind of getting into the words a little bit in verse 1, and you were mentioning how in the Hebrew— I can't, I can't find verse 1. Yeah, in the, in, in the Hebrew, there's almost this idea of silence, and that, that was what my ear picked up first, that this translation captures that flavor. To you, silence is praise, O God in Zion. What yes. a thought. Mm -hmm. To you, silence is praise. Mm -hmm. hmm. And that's odd. It, it gets us back to, again, just that idea of being still, being, being so in awe of God that I am stilled, that I am silenced, mm -hmm. that... And and this is this is not just being satisfied with well God you're so amazing I just words can't tell so I'm just going to sit here, but but there is the idea of 
God, you're so amazing. I am, I am struck dumb. I, I, I don't know what to say. I, words I'm, fail me. I'm, I'm in awe, and not, and not just boy. You know. I can't think of the right words. It's like I am so dumbfounded and amazed and awestruck that I can't even get these vocal cords to work properly right well, now. Well, and think about this. And when, when your mouth is closed tight like that, your ears kind of compensate, and all of a sudden you can hear all the sound of the creation. Right? Singing out the praise to God. Yes. That's Mm. a, you know what? Let's just dig into this a little bit. Dig into this. I think that's one of the struggles that we're dealing with today. We are in a culture of noise. Oh, so much noise, just pure white noise all the time. They're just noise, noise, noise. And and sometimes even just. I mean, not our podcast, but in general, (laughs) there's just an awful lot of media. <laughs> that is noise, noise, noise. No, no, no. Our noise is great. We're making a joyful noise. This, this, is, this is a joyful right. noise. The joyful noise. Needs to be <laughs> now, I'm just talking about we are so frenetic. We are so harried and hurried, and the, we we can't stand isolation. We're afraid to be alone and lonely, and that means we want noise all the time. So we get yeah. in the car, and there's a radio to play, or 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 now we can yeah. put on the Bluetooth with our right, phones, whatever. And, our and even even listening Spotify to good things, list is. you know, we're, I'm not I'm not talking about oh we listen to such bad things or. So then we spend our night, we get home and we flip on the TV and whether we're mm-hmm. watching it or not, we just want the noise on. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's bad all the time, but I do think that what we see here is sometimes, perhaps more regularly than we do, we need some time of silence, some time to to recognize that even though I can't see him, I'm in the presence of God. And it doesn't have to be going out to the mountains or going out by the the uh, book. No, but, but that is a good thing. It is a good thing. But just, just sitting there and recognizing I am in the presence of God. God mm-hmm. is here with me, and God is an awesome God. Yesterday we learned he's an awesome God because he is Redeemer. The Redeemer. I, I want to sit in just the amazing presence of the one who has redeemed me. Yeah. And being and at such that. a cost, you know, we were talking about how the the um, actual ministers in the tabernacle in David's day were these priests, were these Levites, and the the bleeding of animal sacrifices and so forth. But all those things prefigured Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, the only begotten Son of God, and uh, and He paid that to redeem us. That was the purchase price. But you see in this Psalm another reason to praise Him and thank Him this week. So in the first section, verses one through four, which we really focused on yesterday, I see redemption. He's atoning. He's there, there's the whole temple system that he set up. There's the priest that he has right. chosen so that atonement could be made for David for his people. As we move into verse five, I think we see a second aspect. We move from redemption to creation, which is an interesting thing to do in the psalm because normally we go from God being creator yes. to being redeemer. Correct. And, and there's good reason for that because. Our Bible begins with, in the beginning, God created the heavens of the earth. And then we learn about his redeeming power. Well, and without creation and sin, there's nothing to redeem. (laughs) So I get it. Historically, we move from creator to redeemer, but it sure seems that what David highlights is theologically, we focus on redeemer Mm. and then realize, well, he has the power to do it because he is also creator. You know, when we come together for worship in the church today, or even the function of the priests in the Old Testament system, isn't that the way it is, though? I mean, we don't spend near as much time talking about creation per se. Right. 
you know, as we do his mighty acts to save us. Yes. Yes. So now, all right, mighty acts. I think that's the key right there. When you talk about mighty acts in redemption, there are the mighty acts of forgiveness. And of course, for us, it's the mighty act of of God in the form of the son, Jesus Christ coming into the world and being that sacrifice. The cross. But but listen to this. As we move into verse five, by, and I'm still reading from the American literary here, by fearsome things, you will answer us in righteousness. There's mighty deeds Mm -hmm. by fearsome, awesome things. Oh God of our salvation, you who are the confidence of all the ends of the earth. And those who are far off upon the sea. Now now we're starting to think about the earth, and we're starting to think about the whole wide earth, and about the fact that everybody over the entire earth can find their confidence in God. Mm-hmm. Why? Who by his strength sets fast the mountains, being girded about with might, who stills the roaring of the seas and the roaring of their billows and the tumult of the peoples. So I see a connection in verse 5. Uh, you're reading about... Um all the ends of the earth, all the people who have confidence in God from all the ends of the earth. When you go back to verse two, oh, you who hear prayer to you, all flesh mm-hmm. will come. Yes. That um, there there does seem to be a broader picture yes. than just Israel. Oh, yeah. The, the, yeah, yeah. the nations are contemplated in this psalm as well. Well, God's work with Israel was in order to draw all people to himself. Mm-hmm. That's the ultimate thing that we're going to get to. His redemption was not just for Israel, not just for the descendants of Abraham, but when God gave his promise to Abraham, remember, it was, you know, I'll bless you. Those who bless you will be blessed. Those who curse you will be cursed. But it was also in your seed, all the nations of the earth will be blessed by your offspring. That's right. So so the entire plan for Israel was to become a blessing to the whole world Mm -hmm. because of this seed who would come and be the atonement. Mm -hmm. But what we find is here is Redeemer because he's the only one that could pull that off because he's the only one that that's powerful because he's the creator. Yeah. So so everyone across the entirety of the earth can put their confidence in him because he is the one that has made the earth. He is the one that has made the mountains stand fast. And I think there's something subtle here in the the rushing and roaring seas we, and when we hear that it just sounds like well you know like Jesus calming the waters and, right. and that certainly should be remembered. Uh, this psalm should be remembered when we get to those stories. However, there's also the idea that in that ancient mindset, my understanding is is that they they viewed waters as chaos, that 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 waters yeah. and oceans and seas were in their mind the representative of chaos. Okay. And and what did God do in creation? He brought order to chaos, mm-hmm. let there be light, and then he divided the waters. Mm-hmm. He divided and he organized and he ordered and he put them in their place and he caused the land to come forth. And so all of this together, when it's talking about that he stilled the roaring seas, right. it's not just, hey, whenever there's a storm out there, he's the one that can calm it. It's the fact that in the creative process, God brought order I see. to chaos. Mm-hmm. And instead of us being in a chaotic world, we live in an ordered world. Therefore, mm-hmm. the entire earth can have confidence in God because, well, that order he has set in place and and everybody in the earth, whether Jews or Gentiles, whether among the Israelites or among the nations, yeah. uh, ancient times to today, get to live in this ordered world that I, I get it because of sin. It, it, it was distorted. It was perverted. Yeah. But still, like we said on Monday, there's still these great vestiges of goodness and order that we see, and everybody gets the common grace of experiencing that. I appreciate also verse 6, 
talking about in God's creation, he who established the mountains by his strength, being clothed with power. Yep. And when we think of stability, when we think of strength, um, you know, even those stories that would suggest God is not the creator, what's older than life? It's the rocks, it's the stones, right? Mm. That they are such a symbol of um, strength and stability and foundation and all such as this. But the psalmist, David, he attributes that to God as well. You're the one that put the mountains there. Yes. Yeah. He, yeah. He, the mountains aren't to be worshipped. The sun is not to be worshipped. The mm-hmm. rivers are not to be worshipped. But the God who put them there. In fact, this segment uh, there in verse 8 ends with the outgoings of the morning and evening you make to rejoice. Yeah. And if we're not careful, we would run right across that. But that is, that's the same thing that we find in Psalm 19 about the sun yes. bursting forth. Yeah. From his habitat, his dwelling, like a bridegroom from his tent, mm-hmm. and and it's it's that idea of the again the order we've yeah. got the creation these these days that God established in creation evening and morning yep, he's, right. he's established the that's mountains right. he's put order upon the waters and because of that he can calm the peoples yeah he can calm the peoples he provides atonement and he can provide peace if all the people who see the rising and setting sun, instead of worshiping the sun, right. will worship God. Yeah. And Amen. that's what David is driving at. He is, God is redeemer. He's creator. creator. Yeah. Praising the creator. So we need to praise him. Hey, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. It is. But why don't you go ahead and give some thanks right now? Our great God and Father, Lord, we are thankful. We are thankful that we can spend time in your word. Father, that we can read this psalm, and, and Father, we pray that it might might pour deeply into our heart, because as it does, Father, it expands our vision of you and appreciation, remembrance of your mighty acts of redemption, but Father, your mighty acts of creation. And it and it works and it's designed, but it's it's beautiful and fulfilling and satisfying that, Father, it is good. As you have said and we experience, we thank you for this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.